Welcome to Quotable, a female millennial entrepreneur podcast, the show by and for female millennial entrepreneurs who are building and running thriving, successful businesses while living life to the fullest. I'm your host, Alessandra Polina. I'm so happy to have Jennifer Teixeira on here today. She's the owner of Sweet Sweet Honey Hawaii, which is an adorable brand, which we will talk more about in a second. But Jennifer, thank you so much for coming on today, first of all. Thank you for having me. I want to hear all about this business. I obviously looked it up and love the look of everything that you have created. And I'm so curious to hear more about how you've done it. And um, so yeah, will you start us kind of from the beginning? Tell us where the business itself came from and kind of what the background of the actual business is. And then I'm going to ask you, I'm sure a lot more about some of the specifics that have gone into it. Yes, of course. So I was just like any other mom out there shopping for my newborn child, looking for some fashionable pieces. And I couldn't find anything that really fit my personality. Um, So being a graphic designer and going to fashion school, I wanted to just make something for my little honeys and started then and there creating designs. I started with swaddle prints because I was love the quality of the swaddles, love that it was lightweight, perfect for our tropical weather here in Hawaii. And that's how I kind of just started my business, just wanting something for my kids that the market didn't have. Yeah. So did you just, or did you and or do you design all of the prints, I guess? I don't know much about terminology. (laughs) Yes. Design like the fabrics for all of the clothes. yes. Yes, I do. So I started off with all new prints, just prints that inspired me here in Hawaii, lots of tropical prints, um, lots of vibrant colors, um, something that the market did not have at the time. And it wasn't my intention to start a business at first. It was just the intention of creating something really cute for my kids. And that kind of gained traction, um, word of mouth and friends on Instagram wanting to have my product that I made for my own children. So you had actually created these fabrics and the uh, and actual clothing items like for your kids before you decided to really turn it into a full full all out business and sell them to others. Yes, absolutely, oh, wow. absolutely. I already had a full time job in the industry, being a graphic designer for a surf company here in Hawaii, and it was not my intention to actually start my own children's line. Mm-hmm. It just kind of fell upon my lap. So in the surf company though, were you making like clothes? Like, was it, was it fabrics and clothing? Cause I just. No, it wasn't. It was t-shirt graphic prints. Um, yeah, it wasn't more textile, but I always dreamed of doing textiles and I went to fashion school. So I watched a lot of the fashion designers work with textile. All right. So you had a little of that background in terms of like where to go with your prints, like what to do. Cause I just feel like some, a lot of people would be like, Oh, that would be great to like design fabric and like make, you know, make prints. But like, what do I do? You know, like, what what was that process like? Like, how did you know how to get them actually printed on the fabric? And like, <laughs> yes, that, yes, you yes. know, did so, it get grow beyond what you could make yourself? And like, what does that look like now? Yeah, so it was really difficult at the time. I knew how to design graphics and 
art, but I didn't really know how to design prints. So it was more of like a trial and error for me where I had to sit back on the computer, learned everything all over again, um, and try to make these beautiful prints and it work on an actual fabric. Mm -hmm. So it was a very long process in getting that. Once I made prints, I had to figure out where I was going to actually manufacture it and get that made. And I did not know anything about manufacturing fabric or, you know, custom fabric at the time. Um, So it took me about a year to figure out all of my sources and what direction I wanted to go going forward. Wow. Wow. That's so cool. So, and, but it's been a couple of years now, right? And well, I know you said your oldest is 11 now. So does that mean it started around then? No, it started way after then. So it started maybe when my, it started when my second child, when I was pregnant with my second child. So it's been about six years now. Okay. So that's a lot of progress in six years though. Yes, it is. Are you in, um, I, I think I saw that you're in like some pretty major stores now too. So tell us what did that, like, what, how did that go from basically kind of having friends on Instagram asking you? Yes, absolutely. It's so, it's so, it's a pinching moment for me. Is if that's even a word or a phrase, I would never, ever expect, I started my dream at Nordstrom. So I forgot to mention that. So I was in Nordstrom shopping for my child and I want to say about a year and a half ago, Nordstrom approached us to carry us here locally. And we did a few shows with them out in the U S mainland in California, Washington, yeah, California and Washington. And it's been a journey to be actually in Nordstrom from, you know, starting in my own house. They approached us and I was like, can we handle this kind of business at the moment? Are we ready for something like this? And I just decided, hey, let's take the chance. Let's take the jump and learn all we can to actually be in Nordstrom. (laughs) Yeah. And it, I mean, that sounds amazing if they actually approached you too, because I feel like people are usually like, oh, you know, how do I reach out? How do I find the buyers? How do I figure out like how to basically pitch my stuff to be in the stores or whatever yes. for them to actually come to you and say, we want you. That sounds like even more amazing. They were getting from what we heard, they were getting a lot of customers going into their local Nordstrom here in Hawaii asking for them to carry us because wow. we we're pretty known here in Hawaii for baby items. It's a small island. So everyone kind of knows everyone and everyone knows everyone's business, small businesses. So we all support he- each other here. That's incredible. So definitely yes. the power of like community and building up your local following and then having that turn into something like much bigger than you ever even were imagining. Yes. Yes. So what, um, I mean, what does some of that day to day look like? It sounds like, I mean, you must be busy. There must be a lot going on in order to keep up with that kind of, I mean, what, I I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to assume, but like if you're in big stores and stuff like that and also selling online, right. Yes. That's like a lot. It sounds like, (laughs) yes, it is. Especially being a mom of three girls. It's intense. There's a lot of, a lot of juggling, a lot of scheduling, um, and just going with the schedule pretty much. I mean, there's going to be times where we're not going to be on schedule and especially with COVID and the kids being home. So there's a lot of ups and downs and 
moving schedules around. Um, but we start the day with the children, putting them online in school in our little off. We have a little section for them in, a, in the office where they sit down and do their work while mommy's working and everyone else is working. And our team here helps with that as well. Um, everybody kind of t- takes turns and checks on the girls while mommy's doing her business. Awesome. Um, and it's, I want to say it's definitely challenging on a day-to-day basis just communicating with vendors and manufacturers and making sure that everyone here is doing their job efficiently. Everyone's happy here. As a boss and entrepreneur, you wear many hats. (laughs) Yeah. What does your team look like? Like, do you have a lot of people actually in the office? Well, at least before COVID, like day to day. We had to scale back a little bit because of social distancing and you know, keeping the spread. We have about four girls working for us throughout the day. And we have some off-site employees that work from home as well. So that really helps out with COVID that they, they're they able to work at home. Yeah, yeah. But still a lot to manage from your perspective. Yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Just keeping that schedule. That's my big advice. Scheduling, checking off things off lists. That's how you keep a business going strong. <laughs> do you plan like, do you kind of sit down like at the beginning of the week and plan out what needs to happen like for that week or, or like at the beginning of the month and think that these are all the things like, what does that planning process look like for you for the business and like the home or the family, the kids, everything like that? Yes. We sit down and plan everything in the beginning of each month. And then we have mon- uh, Monday meetings that we go through through the week to make sure that everyone knows what's going on pretty much. I think that's very important running a business is having a strong team that's on the same page mm-hmm. 24-7 pretty much during working hours. And then with the children as well, that never ever goes planned, honestly. It's a very tricky situation with children trying to plan their schedules, especially with COVID happening. It's really take the bar of motherhood to a whole different level when your children are learning from home. <laughs> Totally. I would say there's been no bigger test of like, I don't know, personal strength than like yes. being a business owner and a mother during this time. Yes, absolutely. I totally agree with that. Definitely a lot. But you obviously had at least two of your kids before you started the business. So you've kind of always been doing them alongside each other. And yes. I guess that maybe that's a little different than like having had the business first and then introducing kids to it. It's like you kind of always had to be building the business around your kids, I imagine. Yes. Anything that you think would be like different if you didn't have the kids and just had the business or like that you consciously have tried to make them work together, like in a way that makes it work the best for you. Yes. When I first started this business, I had a newborn and then I had I think she was like seven years old when I had my second one. And the seven-year-old would always help me with the newborn. And there'd be lots of baby carriers. Like I'd be carrying the baby while working, taking, you know, feeding breaks, snack breaks for the six year seven-year-old at the time. Um, and I guess I pretty much learned back then how to juggle my kids and running a business I'd say it's gotten a lot easier as the years went by with scheduling. Back then, I didn't know what I was doing. I was running it out of my house. Mm -hmm. And it has gotten a lot 
easier here now that we actually have an office space and it separates the house, the home life from the business life, even though the kids are still here at school. <laughs> and the business for school. Yes, <laughs> yes. But I mean, how lucky to at least have that opportunity to be able to bring them right into your office and still be getting everything done. Because again, that's something that like, you know, as hard as it is, it makes it makes me feel so lucky that at least I am my own boss and nobody can tell me like, I can't do this or that, that I need to do with my son because, you know, it's work hours or, you know, the pressure of having to go into an office if you had to right now and not being able to bring them. Yes, I totally agree. It's a blessing. My kids are my inspiration for my entire business right now. Um, and it, they have been since I started the business, I've been designing for them as we, as the company grows and the sizes in my children grow, mm-hmm. um, it's been adding to our business going do you, forward. Do you like run the designs and ideas by your kids and say like, do you like this color, this pattern or this yes. and things like that? Yes, absolutely. They're in my little market research. <laughs> That's so fun. It's definitely like that's a family business for you, right? Yeah, absolutely. My girls love it. My older one, not so much because she's in that almost teenage years. So she's not really interested in it as much as she was before. But the two younger ones are obsessed with helping mom and design. And when it comes in and they see the product, they want to try it on. They want to take pictures. So it's been a real big family thing to do. That's really nice. I think that it's really good to have the kids involved. Like, I think it's cool for them to see that like you created this thing, like this is your brand and your business and you literally made it from scratch. I think that's really cool for them to see. I bet they'll be really proud of it as, especially as they get older and kind of see or kind of understand more about what that means and how cool that is. Yes, absolutely. I'm excited for that. Yeah. How do you like, so now that you have the office, I know you said it's easier to kind of go home and then go to work, but you know, normally at least, (laughs) how do you kind of balance the two though? Like, do you really, like, can you really shut off at night? Like when you get home or do you have certain hours where you have like, no one can contact you about work stuff or like you're able to ignore that stuff. Cause I feel like even it just can be so hard to just shut that stuff off when like, you know, maybe a vendor is going to get in touch and they like really need something right then. Or like a shipment is like late or something like, I don't know what kind of issues you'd have, but like, what do you do? Do you do any of that? Or do you, how hard do you try? Or like, what does that look like in terms of like keeping them a little bit separate because they are so, so intertwined? Yes, they are very much intertwined. As the years gone by, I've gotten really good at shutting it off. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it usually gets close to busy holiday seasons and, you know, you need something immediately or the, we are out of inventory because we're really still a very small business. That's when the phones come back on and mm-hmm. I'm mommy's working 24 seven. Well, you know, after the kid put the kids early to bed, cause mommy has to go to work at night on her laptop in her room. Um, <laughs> but it's really hard to stop working when you own a business, especially a small business that you want to grow into something much, much, much bigger. Yeah. Um, And I think they really, they see me and they understand, you know, mommy has to work and they know how this has pretty much been my baby and they're supportive 100%. Oh, that's that's awesome. I think my son is always like, 
you're oh like he said something the other day he was like and my husband must have come in or somebody i don't know or maybe he was on the phone i think with my parents i don't know but they asked like where, where i was or what i was doing he's like she's on her computer like always oh <laughs> and doesn't it break your heart when they say that yeah and i was like <laughs> i was trying so hard not to be but like yes. i've been spending so much time with him since he's home all the time and trying to do work during different hours you know my yes boundaries or my whatever my my routines have gone out the window in terms of like trying to work during work hours and then like turn off after that because right now that doesn't work for me because I do I'm like I'm trying to hang out with him more during the day and then do more of my work like things that are you know it doesn't matter what hour they happen like do those at night or whatever but it's like he doesn't even notice (laughs) (laughs) I totally feel you it's it's been a real big challenge now that the kids I have three of them here with me working and they do want my undivided attention while I'm working. So we'll kind of, sometimes we'll do homework and I'm, um, you know, running through the warehouse and they're kind of following me, (laughs) (laughs) but I do feel that struggle being a mom, wanting to be an active mom, a role model for your child, and also wanting to fulfill your dreams at the same time of, you know, trying to put your computer away, but it's like, no, I really got to do this. You can't wait till tomorrow. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> right. I know. And and in reality, it's so much more flexibility than if you were not doing your own business, probably. Like, yeah. Again, it's like, I, totally. like, I don't have to go to an office. I don't have, I can do, I can organize things to be whenever it makes sense. But like, some of it is going to happen while you're awake. <laughs> like, yes. It's still yes. so much more flexibility than any other situation, but because they don't know anything else, I think they're like, it's hard to understand, but yes. it's totally worth it. I'm hoping and praying that my children are going to get older and they're going to be like, wow, mommy did something amazing while raising us. And they'll just be inspired to be strong, independent, influential people especially during this crazy time during the world where we need good strong women yeah yeah just being that that role model for our children is what's going to be worth it that they'll see it (laughs) yeah I think they're definitely going to understand one day and be like wow like I can't wait for the day that my son's like oh I can't believe she was actually doing all that right and I didn't even notice and I thought we were like just having a fun six months at home (laughs) (laughs) or yes yeah no totally um so what do you think I know uh, things have been weird in the last couple months but well actually and feel free to tell us more about that too like what has changed in terms of the business and how you've what have you had have you had to like do anything differently or like you know everyone's been talking about how like different kinds of pivots people have had to make or, you know, changes in plans because anything we planned for this year has gone differently. But I'm curious to hear if you have anything like that, that you've kind of learned from or learned about this year, but also, or also just kind of like what you see for the future. Like I'm more than happy to just look ahead. If (laughs) if that's more than you're in right now, like what do you see happening for the next couple months, next couple of years, all that stuff? Yes. So when COVID started, I want to say we found out end of January that something was going on. 
before that, we had an amazing 2019. It was a strong year being in Nordstrom, getting all this exposure. Our social media was going like crazy. Our demand was going like crazy. And then here comes COVID. And it worried me. I want to be honest. Like I was like, okay, well, maybe this will only be for a month. And it's not going to harm our business. So we're going to keep going. Let's like keep manufacturing. Let's keep designing. Like let's keep everything going. Let's like forget about COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had mandatory shutdowns here. And we saw the numbers go up in cases. Business-wise, our business started to grow because everybody was at home and we're mainly based online. So our business started to grow. But when happened was we couldn't get supplies in time to even fulfill our business. So we were running out of inventory. We were running out of shipping supplies, like the littlest thing, like a mailer or um, shipping labels. Oh, right. Um, we had the island. hardest time. Yes, we were on an island Harder. and they, don't, they do not have any of that here yes. <laughs> at an affordable price. Mm-hmm. So we were backed up. Um, with shipping. And that was very chaotic at the time. I've never knew or expected that we'd have issues like that. You know, as a business, you're like, Oh, yeah, supplies are not going to be an issue. It's more of manufacturing and keeping up with demand, not actually not being able to ship your products out to your customers on a timely manner, because you have no shipping labels. Um, So that we've learned a lot about that going forward and how to be prepared just in case something like that happens. Um, it also made us kind of scale back and look at our business with cash flow and spending and on that whole accounting front of the backside of running the whole business. For the last couple of years, it's been crazy and I've never ever thought, you know, we could save money here or there and how to just grow the business, the profit margin, pretty much. So we've learned a lot of that during COVID, just looking at numbers and growth and how to keep up with demand because we've grown, I want to say it's 97% from last year, just because of this pandemic. Wait, 97% growth? Yes, we've grown 97% from last year. So you find people are actually buying more? Yes, we see that people are shopping more online because of a lot of things are still Mm. closed here on the island. Right. Okay. I've definitely bought, I've done more online shopping than like ever before, probably in the last couple months for sure. Yes. Yes. Were you worried at all at first of like, oh, people are going to be buying less, like orders are yes. going to go down because people are losing their jobs or not able to work or whatever? Yes, that's definitely, we've thought about that so many times. And I, I saw a lot of my competitors stop production. I saw a lot of them slow their business down. A lot of them mark things down. Um, but it was the complete opposite for us. When that growth started to happen, I was like, wow, there's a good thing going on here. People are still spending money. They're still buying things for gifts. A lot of them has been gift giving. And a lot of them are still for their children. We have a lot of swimwear. So a lot of them are doing outside activities at their homes. And we kind of upped pr- production to keep up with the, the demands versus slowing it down. It was a scary move because I was thinking, okay, anything could happen at any time or we'll slow down or 
things might stop and we'll be having a whole bunch of inventory that we can't sell. I mean, as a small business owner, you worry about that so much, Mm -hmm. but I decided like, let's just keep going. And, you know, if we need to slow down, we'll slow it down a little bit. We have to get creative with our approach to selling either upping up our social media ads or doing giveaways or more interaction with our social media, because I want to say like 90% of our customers come from our social media. Oh, wow. Um, and just doing being more interactive on there. And it's worked out for us. Yeah. So, so you did ramp that up or that was kind of like your plan, your plan, be your backup plan for if you felt like you ended up with extra inventory that wasn't going to move. Yes, it was our backup plan. And um, I want to say as things start to, cause we're already in October. <laughs> you know, it's been, it's almost the end of the year. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. So I want to say things did slow down because October is always, September, October is always a slow month in retail anyways. Um, so we did push our social media efforts in the beginning of September to make sure that sales did not drop and we'd keep going into the holiday season. And that's worked out with our social media backup plan. Wow. So you do you do a lot of like social ads like how I'm now I'm curious because this isn't at all what we were like going to talk about but <laughs> I yes. feel like people um always want to hear about selling on social media or like what works and what doesn't work because people a lot of people struggle with that so I'm curious like do you do a lot of social yes. to find that that results in basically an ROI in terms of the sales yes it has it makes our entire business which I don't think a lot of small business want to get into, but it's really helped us out a lot. I took like a, I want to say like an hour online class on how to work your social media and how to get sales on that. Um, And because of the whole algorithm that goes on, on Facebook and Instagram, and you have to keep your social media active for people to see it. The number one thing we've noticed is when we do take out ads, that does make a lot of people see what we're posting when we're posting it. Even our own followers will be able to see it more Mm -hmm. instead of being pushed to the bottom. And that's very, very important. I've heard a lot of small business struggle with their social media and being seen and heard because their stuff is not being seen at all. Yeah. Um, And that does really help, you know, spending that extra couple hundred dollars a week um, makes up for it in sales when you do put effort into that. Interesting. Um, yes. And then um, in the beginning of your the year, we pushed our newsletter mm-hmm. as well. And I was against newsletters because I don't like that kind of mail. When I check my email, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so many newsletters. I don't want to see all these sales, you know, yeah, totally. but that's helped our business all I, year. You hear people. It's funny. I hear people always saying that, like, you know, people are like, oh, it's all about your email list. You've got to be always emailing people all the time to, yeah, build your business. And I'm like, really? Because I hate getting sales emails. I just delete so many sales emails all the time. And if somebody emails me like every week, I'm going to unsubscribe. Like if it's like once a month, maybe I'll keep it, you know, and look at it sometimes. But Yes. Then when you talk to brands or marketers, you know, businesses, they, they say, it, you know what, it works. Like everyone you talk to says they hate getting the emails, but at, in the back end, like it's making sales. So that's yes. the thing. Absolutely. I thought about that too. Um, even with posting on social media, you know, a couple of times a day, 
I was like, I'm going to get tired of seeing that. I don't want to see that over and over and over again, you Mm -hmm. know, but in actuality, it works. So say you have, I want to say 15,000 on your email list and only 10% looks at it. That's 1500 people who are still looking at it, Yeah. which even if 10% of them always shop on your website, that's still 150 people shopping on your website. Yeah. When you send out that email list. So it really, really does help. And I do suggest all small businesses look into that. Good to know. So do you have like in-house people on your team who do that? Do you, are you doing that stuff still yourself? Like what is the logistics of kind of like, <laughs> you know, cause you're the designer obviously. And like, the visionary of the company. And then there's like marketing, there's the actual production, the actual shipping. Like what is that like? Yes. So I'm kind of a control freak. Um, I started my business by myself and then I hired another girl then I hired another girl. Um, But my whole thing with hiring other people is knowing what I'm actually talking about and what I actually need for my company before I hire them. Mm Mm-hmm because I feel like I have more control and I know what's going on when they're talking about certain things to keep it more successful on my front to actually know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you want to be able to direct people correctly and like, make sure you make sure you're able to even tell them what to do and like, know that they're doing it right before you actually hand it off to somebody. I feel like. Yes. 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 And I've done, it's worked really well for me. So I just learned about all of this this year. So we are looking to hiring an actual person to handle all of our social media and advertising going forward. Wow. Well, I think it's pretty darn impressive. You've done it pretty much all yourself so far, or, <laughs> you know, even if you have like one or two internal people helping out, cause that's, that's a lot. And it's it is a lot. You have, like, <laughs> you have a lot of followers on social media and that's a lot to be managing. Like if it's, if, if it's social media and those ads and things that are bringing in a lot of your sales, that's huge. So yes, thank you for figuring all of that out and like being, thank you. That'd be so successful. It's a balance. Really. It's really a balance in my life to do it all because I am still designing and I am still, you know, we have an accountant and everybody that, I mean, we have a company that handles the financial part of our company. So that's good. So I don't really have to do that. So I wear a lot of hats right now and I think everyone does starting out, mm-hmm. but you know, as we grow, so does our employees and so does the help. <laughs> do you kind of like design things whenever it hits you and you feel like it? Or do you kind of like sit down and say, okay, here's like a spring collection or, you know, different things for different types, times of the year or something like that? Or is it just kind of like whenever you want, you'll make something new? I designed everything in, in the beginning of the year. I planned it all the way up to the end of the year. Um, and then as months goes by and we sell out of things or I need to add on, um, I'll go ahead and add it all in. Um, but it's pretty much when we need things or if there's a burst of inspiration that comes to me, I'll go and sit down and start designing again, which is pretty much once a month. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's that's cool. So anything that you have planned for the future? Like, do you look ahead in terms of what kind of growth that you're hoping for and kind of set goals like that? Or you kind of just see how it goes and see, see when more inspiration hits you and what you're going to want to turn it into later on? Yes, I have such big goals for this company. We do a lot of 
charitable events here locally. And we also help plant trees around the world with One Tree Planted. We love giving back to the community and being examples for our little children. So I have plans on growing this company as big as possible to just be able to give back to everyone around us that helped build up this company, including our supporters and our customers. We really love to just give back to them as well um, by doing events and giveaways. Um, And I think that's the true passion of this business. Not so much profit, but mainly just to be supporters here in our community. Yeah, I love that. Are you, and I I mean, I have to ask because living in Hawaii sounds like such a dream. (laughs) Did you grow up, (laughs) like, have you always lived there? Did you, are you more recent? Like, what is, what is it like to live in Hawaii? I've lived in Hawaii since I was 17. um, And then I moved to California. I lived in California for about five years and went to FITM out in Los Angeles. Um, and then I moved back to Hawaii after that, and I've been here since. It's beautiful. It's really beautiful here. Very inspiring, vibrant, bright colors everywhere. Very tropical, um, nice beaches. But it is very pricey here <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> to live and run a business. Yeah. Has it, is it more expensive in terms of like your, just your business costs? Yes, absolutely it is rent prices here is pricey and you know shipping here especially manufacturing and getting supplies it's getting pretty pricey here um and just overall cost of living is pretty high so it's been a challenge to keep the company growing on a profit level just because there's so much payout that has to come out to run this business here in Hawaii yeah. Yeah. I was actually thinking of that when I first looked up, I was like, I wonder if they ship to everywhere because it might be a lot. It might be, <laughs> might be hard to ship like to the U S even from Hawaii or, you know, to main, mainland U S because yeah. I imagine sending something to Hawaii is expensive. I think, I mean, I don't think I've ever done it, but sending things I know to other countries and other and uh, islands in general, like I think are usually a lot it is a lot more. We do local pickup here on the island for customers who have time to come and pick it up. So that's really helped out our local community. Um, but shipping to the mainland, it does cost a little bit more. Um, but I want to say customers still support us out there. We had a huge growth out in California, all over the West Coast of the United States. And that's awesome. So hopefully in the future, we can open up like a little distribution center out there to help with that. Cool. Yeah. So anything else that you want to share about the business? No, I think we're good. Okay. Well, I always ask people, what is one thing that you wish you had known more about when you first began your business? So I'm curious to hear what you would say, if there's anything you wish you had known more about when you first started. Yes. Okay. So the dream when you're younger is you're going to start a company and it's going to be amazing. It's going to be sold worldwide. Um, And you don't really look into like the details of actually owning a business and how challenging it can be at times. So I want to say that I wish I would have knew the details 
or I wish I would have paid attention more in college, or I wish I would have took more business classes. Mm. Um, I think I'd be a lot more further because now I'm just learning as I go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wish I would have knew a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? It's interesting. Every single person that I talk to on this on this podcast like says the uh-huh. same thing. Like literally, <laughs> everyone is learning as they grow, and I feel like I've yes. Talked- talk to people from all different, you know, all different types of businesses in all different stages of their business. And like, nobody knew anything before they started. Yes. (laughs) It's just like, nobody knows. And I think even if you do business classes, it doesn't really, I mean, I don't know. I didn't do any either. (laughs) But I feel like, could it really prepare you for business? Like for actually running a business? I just don't know. It's hard for me. I don't think so. I don't think so. You're right. I no, but I mean, I think it's would. still a totally great answer. I think, I think it totally yeah. And I mean, yeah, knowing more about what to expect, I think is always helpful. And especially because it sounds like you're a bit of a planner and you like to live by like your schedule and knowing what's going to happen and what needs to be done when. So I think knowing as much information as possible, definitely key. Yeah. But yeah. I think that's one thing I always, like everybody always says is where learning as we go along, you know, <laughs> yeah, it keeps us back. Like, I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's holding you back. It doesn't seem like it's holding it you doesn't, back. you know, I, as I go forward, I think that's like the life of my business. It's the legacy of my business is learning as I go. And, you know, having so much challenges is so much fun. I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of entrepreneurs stop or a lot of businesses stop in their tracks is when things get hard. Mm-hmm. But business is not about the success. It's more about the journey and just having fun with everything good and bad, all challenges. Um, and I think that's really important for a lot of people to know is like, don't stop when something goes wrong, like make it fun, figure it out and you'll get through it. <laughs> Yes, totally agree with you there. I think that's what I always say. It's like the only thing that really like is the difference between someone who's successful and someone who isn't seen as successful is the fact that you just like don't stop when it gets hard or when you mess up with yeah. something or something goes wrong or doesn't go the way that you want. Like that's just part of the journey and then you keep going and then people only yeah. see what they perceive as success when you're doing it right or you've gotten to a certain point. But like all along the way, it's little things, right? Little things going wrong, being hard that you're figuring out along the way. And the only difference is that you don't stop. You just keep figuring them out and then keep going rather than coming up against something as a roadblock and saying like, well, that's it. I guess I'm done trying. Like it's not going to happen. That's the only time there's that, that it's a failure. Yes, absolutely. And even celebrating those little success marks. Like even if you just learned how to learn Photoshop or you created your first image or, you know, you made your first sales, you know, that's a huge accomplishment that needs to be celebrated. And I've learned that over the years is stopping and looking back and, you know, being proud of how far I came um, instead of keep looking forward. You know, I keep, there's a lot of people who just running the race, trying to hit a certain amount of sales or get to that point, but they totally forget to celebrate those little milestones that made them get to that part, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's, there's little successes that 
can easily be celebrated or should be celebrated yeah, while you're starting a business. Even the big ones. Like I think that we spend so much time sometimes like working towards even like big goals. And then it's like, once you get there, like by the time you get there, we're already looking ahead to like something else, right? It's like, you've already yes, see yes. the next thing. And then it's like, you forget to even celebrate the fact that you got to that one because now you're only focusing on the next and, and the next step, the bigger things. What do you do to yeah. celebrate? Do you have little, what's like, do you have a certain thing you do to like celebrate milestones or little things that you recommend that people should try to do? Well, first I um, journal. So I'll look back at how far I came and I kind of, it gets really sentimental with me. My starting to look back from, even if I have like a little celebration or something, you know, I hit a little goal for the week. Um, and then I'll kind of travel way back and be like, well, you know, you started your company with $300 <laughs> and you're now making this much now. And it's just so good to see where I came from and how I started yeah. and celebrating. So at first I do it with myself and then I'll do it with my team and then we'll do it with my family as well. Oh, yeah. We'll be like, mommy hit a goal. Like, let's get some ice cream. <laughs> oh, I celebrate that. that. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Let them participate in it too and feel the excitement of yes. reaching goals and, and building the business. That's such a good idea. Yes. Oh, I love that. Wait, so now I wish I had asked a couple more things before. So <laughs> <laughs> now I want to know like, do you have any, like, I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm thinking kind of two different things, like any little, um, anything throughout the day that like makes your day feel like a success or like any little, like, you know, certain people are like, I, I don't want to even phrase it this way. Cause as a mom, I hate it, but <laughs> people are like, you know, you have a certain morning routine to set up your day for success. I'm like, I can't do that because it'll get ruined every time I try. Like, but anything that's not necessarily in the morning, but something that like makes you feel like you're going to be set up for success that day or like any little things like that, that, you can inject into your day to make it just feel good. Just starting the morning being positive and knowing that you're going to have challenges, expect challenges. You know, your kid might throw a tantrum in the middle of class. That happened to me yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, you know, little things could throw you off in the day, but start off the day being positive and knowing that, hey, something bad could happen today or challenging, but you're not going to let it bother you and you're going to get through the day. And I think not giving into those bad moments and those challenging times sets you up for positivity in a successful day by just knowing that, hey, it's a challenge. It happens. It's going to be okay. It's not the end of the world. We're all good. Like, let's keep going. <laughs> yeah. And do you think that you kind of like instill that in your kids just from them being around your positive spirit or is there anything you try to do? Like speaking of tantrums in school, <laughs> like my <laughs> up every morning now, like dread. Yeah he's hating the online classes. He just wakes yeah. up. The first thing he says is how he's not feeling well and how much he doesn't want to go to school and starts crying. And I'm like, okay, let's not start the day like that. Because like, yeah. I, I agree with you. I think it's all about kind of setting it up with positivity and this and that. But do you have anything that you do like that with your kids to just kind of help, I don't know, instill that in them or help them? Yeah. That too? So my six-year-old does not like online school. So she's like, nope, mom, not doing it today. She's very blunt. She's like, nope, don't like school. Not doing it today. Um, so every night before bed, I kind of coach her and be like, you know, school's so awesome. You can own a business one day. Like you're so powerful. Just instilling that positive 
vibes into them every single night before they go to bed in the morning, being very cheerful. Um, even though when I don't feel like it, it's like, oh, mommy's tired, but like, let's kind of, kind of get that positivity going, just bringing up their spirits in the morning. I've noticed that helped a lot versus waking up and I'm stressed and I have like 5 million things to do. Um, didn't do my morning yoga and I'll be like, okay, time to get up. Let's go to school. Then I noticed this shift in their energy as well and their mindset. Yeah. So it's all about just bringing them up to that level of happiness and positivity and making it kind of fun in the morning. Like, this is going to be awesome. We're going to do online school. And maybe if you guys are really good today, we might get ice cream or, you know, we can go to the park. And they look forward to doing things like that after their schooling is done. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to try. <laughs> yes. I try to do that type of stuff too. I sometimes I suppose he's not buying it, but it's exhausting. And it feels like I honestly feel motherhood is a lot more challenging than running a business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my personal opinion. Yeah. Because you can kind of get your business to go your way and you know how things are running versus your children are their own people. Yeah. (laughs) Their own person. (laughs) I saw somebody post recently in a Facebook group asking like which one's harder or something or like which one's more exhausting, I think was the question. And I was actually shocked that some people said the opposite. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Of course. Oh my God. Motherhood is so much more exhausting than business. Like you can take a vacation from your business. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's yeah. To me, it's so much less physically draining, physically and emotionally draining. In some yeah, it, I totally agree. I totally agree. But obviously, you know, different types of joys from it too. So I guess it depends on how it fills up, but that wasn't what the question was. You know, the question was, which one's more exhausting? And I was like, hands down motherhood. <laughs> yes. I don't know. It's because it's because we're I think it's because we're such active parents and you know we want our the best for our children, the very best. We want them to be successful in life. We want them to be good people. So it's a lot more frustrating for parents who want that for their children. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's true. Like so so invested in it. Again, not that Yes. Not that you aren't in the business, but yeah, there's a lot more control over the business in some ways. So there is, there is a lot more control over work. I feel like work is a lot more easier than, you know, trying to raise children, especially future children, especially with the world we live in now, you know, I think it's very, very important to be that active parent in their lives. And it's exhausting as mothers and business owners, because we're trying to juggle both at the same time. Right. Yeah, no, totally. I think that's definitely a huge piece of it too, right? And it's like that guilt that comes with like, oh, she's always working, but also trying to like always be there for the kids. So it's just trying to always give your all to everything, right? And I'm Yes, I agree. There's something you can be doing with the other when you're but not wanting to be like not in the moment with the one. So Yes, I totally agree. That probably adds to kind of like that drain too. Yeah. And we take a lot of vacations through the year. I think we take about four or five vacations through the year um, where we just kind of need to reset. We do it with the kids and without the kids. Um, and that's what keeps my family sane. <laughs> these little getaways. 
I was going to say, my last thing I was going to ask you was if you have, now that I feel like you're, you have so many good, so much good advice in terms of those types of things. I was going to say, do you have any like little mom hacks, like just things that like make your life easier that make like the momming stuff go smoothly. But I think that totally counts. That's a good one. Yes. Yoga helps working out. I mean, I love yoga. I feel like it just sets me up for the day. Um, And I do bats like um, throughout the week. I do like one or two bats if I'm lucky without the kids around, get some wine um, and kind of just like detox from it all. Oh yeah. That's such a good, that's such a good one. Or just getting outside as well too and getting some fresh air, um, taking a walk that really helps out as well. Just clearing the head. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, totally. I think a lot of it is about just like being able to not be thinking about things for us. Yeah, self yeah. self love and self care very important. I yeah. learned that this year. I start <laughs> this year. I started reading a lot more, like just for totally for fun, like books that are not related to business or anything else, like not parenting or business or um, anything like that. Because I find it's like literally the only time I can just not be thinking about actual stuff. (laughs) I can't even like, even when like exercising or like any of the things that I used to sort of be able to do to sort of turn off or not be as Uh off. I just can't like, I have to actually be like reading something because then it's like actually something in my head. That's not all my other stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Something I've started doing a lot more just in this, just during coronavirus. And it's been amazing. And, you know, part of me is like, oh, I don't have time to like sit down for 20 minutes and just do something totally unrelated. But actually I have to. Yeah. And there is time. It's just 20 minutes out of a 24 hour day. (laughs) Or even like five minutes, I'll feel better. So it's. Yes, I totally agree. It's very, very important, especially being a mom and a business owner. It's just taking that time. You do have time. I've learned that this year. There's a lot of learning that you you really do have time to self-care, self-love and take that time for yourself. Even if it's 20 minutes, five minutes, like that five minute yoga stretch for me makes a whole difference. You know, mm-hmm. that five minute read of like a couple pages takes your mind off of everything and brings you back to yourself and your sanity. And I think that's very, very, very important. It's not so much, you know, making those cells go. Like I think a lot of people just keep going and going and going and going, but it's not a sprint. What what we do, it's more of like enjoying the whole process, loving ourselves while doing it, you know, being that role model for those around us. I think that's more and more and more important than making money, you know, cause a lot of people see money aspect versus the journey yeah. And it feels easier to like measure and gauge, I guess, too. But I think, I think I've seen, I've seen similar things too, in just the last couple of years, because uh, I guess, as I've noticed more and more that like, you're never going to be like done with the business. Like it's like, even yeah. when you get to those big goals, like, as I said, like, it's like, oh wait, but there's these other things now that I've already started thinking about. So if you kind of think about it, like, okay, I just need to like really get there and then I'll be able to like slow down and relax and enjoy myself or do all the things I want to do, like other things in life, I realized that's not going to happen. So we have to be doing all of those things all along the way, because otherwise yes. we're never going to feel like it's done with business as, as the business owner. We're never going to feel finished. We're never going to feel like, I mean, not to say we'll never feel 
totally fulfilled, but I, I'm that's kind of how I'm feeling. <laughs> like no, it's, I agree. Not gonna feel like you've reached it. So let's, you have to like have life happening at the same time and yeah, be enjoying exactly. it. Exactly. I've noticed that too. A lot. Like, I'm like, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to hit this money by the time I'm this, I'm going to have this, 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 you know, it's the American dream pretty much. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not the American dream really, because then you're going to hit 40, 45, 50, and you're just gonna be like, where did all the time go? I was like racing here and I got here, but you know, my kids are grown. I'm, you know, living in this nice place, but what does it all mean? Um, and that came to terms with me as well. I had breast cancer three years ago and oh that hit hard where I'm like, no, I'm just going to slow it all down and we're going to take this as we go because you're right. It never ends as an entrepreneur or business owner. There's always going to be ideas. There's always going to be wanting to grow, you know, especially when you start from the beginning, like you want to see it keep growing and progressing into something amazing and big, but it will never, ever end. Um, yeah. And it is important to follow the journey and just appreciate the journey as we go. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I feel like we're totally on the same page. (laughs) I agree. I'm so happy that we got to talk today. I think this is an important conversation and I think, you know, a lot of us are trying to do it at, you know, do both at once motherhood and business ownership. And I think we absolutely can and it's hard, but I don't want anyone to think like that's, it's too hard. Like it's definitely doable. Right. And I love what you yes. said about the time. Like there is always time. I kind of, I, I find myself saying that to people too. I'm like, you can, if you want to do it, you can do it. Like there's always a way to make whatever you want to do happen. And I think even like, like, as we said, like the five minute pockets, like you'd be surprised what you can get done in five minutes, whether it's five minutes of, of your relaxation. And that's how you're, you can then be rejuvenated for the rest of the day. That's all it takes. It's not like you have to have an hour to go to an exercise class or the spa or something, but also you can make big strides in your business with five minute pockets too, or not necessarily pockets, but you know, just tasks that don't take that, that long, but you can make big impact in, you know, small amounts of time, small, seemingly small things over time. And like, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be like, oh, I can't have kids until I've, you know, gotten the business underway or, oh, I can't do the business until my kids are older because I won't have the time. Like you can absolutely fit in both of them and, and figure out these ways that I think we've like what we've just been talking about to just make them work, make it all work. Yes, it is possible. And the number one thing with all of us is your mindset, like having that positive mindset, knowing that you can get it done. And it is possible because there's so much women in business who have families and mm-hmm. are amazing at what they do. And it's really, really possible if you just believe in yourself and knowing that you can get it done. Maybe it might not happen in a time frame that you'd like, but you know, at least you start and it'll be amazing because you did start. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. Oh, thank you so much for coming on today. Let's let's end here, but tell people where they can find you online and where they can buy Sweet Sweet Honey if they want. Yes. So on social media, we are Sweet Sweet Honey Hawaii and our website is www.sweetsweethoneyhawaii.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. Well, I'll put that in the show notes too so people can find you and go shopping and um, 
and connect with you and follow you there. I look forward to following your journey and seeing as you, as you continue to grow and, and seeing whatever happens with the business in the next couple of years. So thank you so much for coming on and talking with me today. Thank you. It was so good to talk to you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this show, please subscribe to Quotable, a female millennial entrepreneur podcast, so you won't miss the next episode and leave a review on iTunes so other people will be able to find us easily. Also, don't be shy to get in touch with me or anyone you heard on this show. We're all about connecting and our Instagram handles and contact links are always in the show notes. If you have questions or ideas for a future episode, or you want to submit a guest or to see those show notes, you can do all of that online at quotablemediaco.com slash podcast. One other thing, join other listeners on Facebook and Instagram by searching female millennial entrepreneurs and joining us there. Talk to you soon and see you there.